Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neurothotep in our China chapter. And as we like to do at the beginning of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. So if you would like to join the Patreon, you can and have a hand, potentially, in the things that happened, good or bad, to our investigators at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast. We are going to begin introductions now. And so to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and we need a place to hide. Yeah, there's, um, we'll just say the home fires are still burning. That's the best way to put it, right? I brought my marshmallows. That's a really, really good idea. And to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and we have yet again set something on fire. Well, I mean, there's a hallmark of every Call of Cthulhu uh, game, I suppose, and fires are one of them, aren't they? Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle. And we have burned down two buildings, and I have not done it either time. I'd like to point that out. Your time's coming. Your time's coming. To Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I am playing Robert Drummond. And I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm only a parts dealer. <laughs> For now. For now. And to Mr. Drummond's right. Hi, this is Heather. And I play Stasi. And well, I've burned down a few things and I am ready for more. Bring the heat. Oh, I'll remember that you said that, Miss Fairchild. And to uh, Miss Fairchild's right. This is James and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And it will be a hot time in the old town tonight. <laughs> yeah, it already is. It already is. Last but most certainly not least. This is Alex playing Saint Bernard and uh, to quote a, a revolutionary mind. If you will, there are decades where nothing happens and there are weeks where decades happen. Oh, that's a fantastic quote and apt for what we have going on tonight. So we're going to raise the curtain tonight as the group is making its way back to the safe house that it's been using as the uh, hotel is likely a too public of a spot. Now, for clarity purposes, what I'd like to just first get off the, the table is, Mr. Drummond, are you coming with them? No. Okay, fair enough. So Mr. Drummond separates from the group at some point and heads elsewhere. Um, whether he tells you that he'll catch back up with you, whether he says anything at all in the uh, scurrying away from the burning warehouse on the Bund is, I suppose, up to him. No. Okay. So the rest of the group heads back to the safe house. And um, at this point, when you arrive... Jack, you pick up a couple of visual cues that some things have changed, especially after using the covert entrance and this long tunnel that Brady has sort of instructed you to use rather than using the above land route. One of the things that you notice is there are more lights, first of all, in the tunnel this time. You were not prepared for that. There are also more people down here. Um, just stepping in, you probably see five or six more people than you'd seen before. And these, these guys are wearing fatigues, green fatigues, military clothes. And there are also way more crates than there were here before. And those crates have guns in them. And at the end of the hallway, you see Jack talking to one of these guys, um, a, a short squats, not the word for it, but a, a shorter man of uh, Asian descent who is built um, very wide. Uh, he might be someone who worked a, a labor job, but he has very well-defined <laughs> well muscles, arms, biceps, thighs, etc. And they sort of burst is the wrong word, but they he, he looks a little swollen under his clothes, like his clothes don't fit properly. 
He has his uh, long green jacket arms that are just rolled up and you can see the these rippling forearms that he has. And he sort of seems to be talking to Jack in very forceful motions. You can't pick up what they're saying yet because you're not down there. Nobody gives you trouble on the way in. Most of them barely pay you any sort of mind. All right, uh, find a place to uh, squat, I guess. Yeah. Hunker down. You get down to the end of the hallway and you find a place to hunker down at. Brady finishes his conversation and stops over. What's that smell? Uh, That would be uh, smoke. Oh. We hit uh, Ho Fang's warehouse tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what was Ho Fang's warehouse? Was? Well, we might have burned it to the ground. Uh, anyhow, we got some stuff, including a uh, a map to Dragon Island. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. We're going to hit it soon. How soon is soon? Well, how soon are you going to be ready to go? He glances over his shoulder and sort of changes his body language a little bit to put the rest of his body between you and the guy he was talking to. I mean, I'll be ready pretty soon, but we got to be careful here. There's more people at play than just you and me. Right. That's okay. Uh, we actually kind of want to uh, maybe head to his house. You see the guy that Jack was talking to turn around. And he says something in Cantonese, which some of you pick up. He says, remember our deal, Brady. Nothing directly against Ho Fang. Not yet. And Jack sort of turns to him and is like, just calm down. It'll be okay. And now the gentleman is now facing, that guy is facing the group, sort of just waiting to see what happens next. What was that about? What was that about? <laughs> Jack shrugs a little bit and says, let's get a drink in the other room here. It'll give us a chance to talk. Yeah. Sam, you want to come along? Mm-hmm. You're all welcome to hear it. There's no point in keeping secrets at this point. Especially since it seems you already have a plan in place. Listen, the plan's been in place for weeks, way before you showed up. He steps into one of the side rooms that Mu was using. Actually, it's the same room that you all used when you first got here. There are a couple of chairs and he pulls out a a bottle and a few glasses and starts pouring and he says, uh, I probably should level with you about New China. All right. Oh, wow. What do they put in this stuff? You don't want to know. Uh, New China is a group, uh, I guess loosely you could call a group. They're, uh, they're revolutionaries. That's what they are. And they're preparing to fight back against the powers that be here. And instead of marching through the streets and causing a bunch of trouble and dust-ups with students groups and labor unions, New China's sort of into firebombs and gunfire. Okay, I can respect that. They're just tired of... They're tired of things always being the way that they are. And they want to set a new precedent. And the way they're going to do it is they're going to do it by, well, force, put plainly. Now, when I got here with Roger and I, I set him up where he needed to be to recover, I needed a job. And one of the things that I knew that I knew I could still do from, you know, the enlistment days was collect and move weapons and make sure people had what they needed. It's pretty lucrative. And it's put me in position to, well, keep an eye on places like the island and keep an eye on Aubrey. I just didn't have a force big enough to deal with what he has going on because he has the backing of Ho Fang. So when I met up with New China, we made a little agreement. And that agreement was I would help them collect the tools that they needed for their revolution here and they would come help me okay but they're real particular when it comes to Ho Fang because they see him as sort of a um, a figurehead 
that needs to what they say have a what, it, what something like it needs to be done properly. I think they I think they want to publicly execute him. Oh. They want to make an example of him. That would make sense. High profile figure. I mean, out of the two, I would rather go after Aubrey. Well, we can't leave Ho Fang alive. Not behind us. If you've burned his warehouse down, it he's not gonna stop searching the streets until he finds you. Right. Right. And Ho Fang will simply do the thing that Ho Fang does best, which is he'll turn to the Green Gang and he'll sick them on you. And there's more than enough of them to make your life hell. So we're on a clock now. You made whatever move you made at the warehouse. I hope you got what you needed from it. I think so. Okay. Well, we got that map, which okay. is going to be infinitely helpful. And the ledgers with all the detailed comings and goings and other information. Oh, yeah? There was a logbook? Yeah. A few. Hmm. Maybe we can play that as a card with them. I mean, they'll want to see who his buyers were. Mm. They'll want to be able to root that out. Now, the corruption they're going to root out isn't going to be with the legal system. It's going to be with bullets and bombs. Right. But then cut off the supply. That's not my problem. Do we even know if Ho Fang's at home? Yeah, I mean, he could be out at the island for all we know. We don't know. You'd have to go to the mansion to see. Right. Brady turns to it. And you see him almost sort of reflexively go to his holster, like on his side, mm-hmm. but he he untenses his arm a little bit. Who is it? You see a Asian man step in, not in fatigues. He looks like he's in a, a farmer's outfit and he's exhausted. And he's actually a little physically dirty. And he he uh steps in and he says, It's from it's from the South, it's for you. And Brady takes the envelope over and opens it up and his eyes dash back and forth across the letter. And then he gets real a real glower comes over his face. Magenta's turned up missing. It's gotta be Ho Fang. Oh yeah. He has her. I bet he has her at his mansion. That means we gotta go. It looming in the doorway behind this messenger, this same sort of muscled out man in fatigues, and he says into the room in Cantonese, for those of you, again, who can understand it, he says, you are not to move against Ho Fang yet, Brady. And Brady turns to him and says, I gotta do what I gotta do. Well, what if we take Ho Fang and turn him over to you in Cantonese? He sort of uh, looks a little surprised that you can speak Cantonese. And he says back to you, if he was taken alive, I might be willing to consider it. Well, I would assure you that we would try everything within our power to do so. We can't guarantee anything, but that would be our goal. Could Ho Fang be using this magenta as bait to draw Brady out? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, but that's why we wouldn't have Brady come with us. He could be making more preparations and keeping an eye on the island like he has been. Why risk him in that situation? Because if it is a trap for him, he won't, Ho Fang won't see him. And it seems that this magenta does bring out a rather heightened emotional set. Might be best. So, are we going to go save the princess? And possibly take our uh, enemy. Take him out. Well, not take him out, but bring him to justice. So much nicer. I'm going to look at the muscle guy too. Um, Otherwise, if you would feel better sending someone with us or if you want to come with us. He steps just a foot or so into the room and he says, uh, I'm in charge of the forces here. We're making preparations. The deal is simple. Ho Fang alive. And Brady stays here. That works for me. He nods. Okay. In exchange, we're agreeing to go with Brady to the island as a early festivities. Gotcha. Well, if we're going to be hitting the compound, some of this ordinance you have might prove useful. This is for the revolution. 
So is this. Is not making an example of a of Ho Fang in public part of that revolution? You see all seem like capable people. Oh, we are. But never hurts to have a little firepower on your side. I'm sure you can spare a little bit in exchange for Ho Fang. I can part with a few pieces, but that's it. That's all we're asking. I don't need anything. Do you have <laughs> a uh, a plan or plan of the uh, mansion at all? Hmm. Release a general layout? No, I know where it is. Okay. We know where the estate is. We know that it's walled. Does it have a courtyard? It does. A gate? It does. Back door? No. Okay. We also know that the walls... The exterior wall is covered with spikes and glass. Mm -hmm. And it is heavily, heavily defended. How familiar are you with the explosives? Sam. (laughs) Not as much as I would like to be, but I can make things explode. Windows, especially. I have a few pieces that might be useful. We have to save most of the major Mm -hmm. ordnance, but uh, I'm certain that uh, we could pair a a few sticks for your uh, entrance. Perfect. The uh, security forces that your people are fighting topside, where are they getting their supplies from? Why? Well, I wouldn't have to use yours if we just take theirs. Uh, We are getting most of our weaponry from, he nods at Brady, this man. He has some sort of French connection he won't tell us about. He doesn't want us cutting him out, he smiles. Where are the cops getting theirs from? All over the place. There are some items that are manufactured here, but they also buy British and American. I don't know a lot about the area, but if there's stockpiles or uh, bases of operations that they have... Not that I'm aware of. I'll make sure there's a uh, care package for you for your entrance. Don't get dead. We'll do our best. Uh, Sam, we're going to need a truck. Can you make that happen? Diversion or transportation? A little bit of both. Excellent. This all sounds, uh, this all sounds very dangerous, Doctor. Well, I was just going to say, uh, we've already, well, we've already broken the seal on fire. Do How do we feel about fireworks? Do we have anything in that watershed, as it were? I'm thinking more something explosive. Well, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I'm just a little surprised that you'd uh, be willing to deal with fireworks after your misadventure in the house. Fireworks might be easier to come by than ordnance up, uh, up topside. Doc kind of runs his hand over the burned area on his neck and face. Well, <laughs> I was thinking something a bit more sudden, perhaps um, dynamite or... Something along those lines. Yeah, we, we're going to have a couple of sticks of dynamite to uh, pe- uh, penetrate the outside wall. Nothing else. Some gunpowder and a couple of stiff bottles to drink would do the trick. There are a few things like thunder and lightning. We have to be very careful, guys, here, because we are in the middle of a revolution, and revolutions are like dragons. They breathe fire. And they will consume everything around them. And we are in the, we are in the middle of it. We are not above it. We are part of it. Yes, but uh, that's also uh, works in our favor. We'll keep the security forces busy. Well, the doctor is right. While the jaws seem to be the greatest threat, it is the tail that sneaks up on you and smacks you in the ass. And I have been in these conditions before, and I must say that they can turn you very quickly. I just, I, I, I do not admonish. I say that this is the best plan that we have, but I want, do not want to see any of you harmed. So, please, careful. Hmm? Um, no one wants to live forever, Doc. We either see each other now or in the next life, but yes. Besides, you know what a careful I guy I am? <laughs> I do know what a careful guy you are, Jack. And that is exactly why I'm telling you to be careful. <laughs> and Stuzzy, speak for yourself. I have a few ideas about living forever, but mm, perhaps this is a conversation for later, yeah? Much later. After this is over, over drinks, Doctor. All right. So the group here is going to begin forming a plan. Mm-hmm. While, while y'all do that, 
I'm going to peer over at Mr. Drummond. I'd like to know, Mr. Drummond, where you're going. I am going to talk to... uh, I'm going to get in contact with uh, my handler. Yep. And I am going to give him the pieces that he wants. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to go home and start packing everything. Packing for... Leaving this country. Okay. Pierce takes the pieces from you. And he tells you to stick with the group as best you can. And then he hands you two very important things. One, he hands you a a Springfield 1911 pistol. And he says, there's something special in here. Use this when you absolutely need to. There's one extra bullet for yourself if necessary. He hands you a ticket, a boat ticket prepaid from Shanghai to Los Angeles. Thanks. He pats you on the back. You've done well, Robert. I know it's been sticky. By the way, slight edit. Before I go and deliver the stuff to him, Mm -hmm. I want to take drawings of it. Hmm, Interesting. Okay. Do you have any mechanical aptitude or art for that matter? Um, Art drawing? I have photography. I can take pictures of them. Certainly take a picture. No, you don't need to roll. I don't need to roll. I mean, you have time with the pieces. You're happy to take pictures. He's true. He seems very um, pleased to have gotten these pieces. And he tells you that the boys at the State Department will appreciate seeing these. Yeah, I might have to leave town in a hurry. Because Ho Feng probably does not want to see me. Well, he may want to see me, but I definitely don't want to see him. Yeah, not in the way you're hoping. No. Well, enjoy. (laughs) As best you can. I'll keep in touch. (laughs) We'll be in touch, Robin. Don't worry about that. I'm sure you will. So a- after you um, take the pictures, you're going to be begin packing the, the house a bit or just the, the important items? The important items. That's it. Okay. Then I will head to uh, Jack Brady's. Oh, the hangout. Uh, the hangout. Okay. Yep. All right. So we'll, we'll wait. You'll, you'll rejoin them a little while later. Yep. You are supplied by New China with four sticks of dynamite. You get 200 rounds of 45 caliber ammunition. And you get a couple of rifles. They suggest you use it wisely. Oh, yeah. And you're going to attempt to, at some point, appropriate a truck? Yes. Yes, we are looking for something sturdy Mm -hmm. and sturdy. Sturdy times two. Yeah. That's what we need is something sturdy. As opposed to something that would be normally used for, let's say, shipping, it would probably be, it would be ideal to look for something that is used either industrially or like a loader or something, something, again, mm-hmm. super sturdy. Okay. I guess, Sam, how would you want to appropriate it? Are we talking about stealing it outright? Or are we talking about buying one? Are we talking about renting it? Well, I'm going to borrow it without the promise of return and not asking for permission. Okay. Because I'm not going to be using it once we leave China. So it's like I'm taking... You can't take it with you. I mean, you could try. I don't think it's a good idea. Okay. So... I think I'll start... I'll start with the docks and then work my way inward looking for... in, in the industrial centers and the shipping areas... Yeah. Okay. So why don't you give me a luck roll first? That is a two out of 66. That's an extreme success. Okay. Very good. Very good. You happen upon in the industrial area, a, uh, a truck. Yeah. It's probably a little smaller than the trucks that, that you are used to in say the U S but this is more of a, a truck that's used to load We'll say it's it's half as wide. It's uh, got a two seat cab basically, and then mostly flatbed. No cover. Uh, the first one you find doesn't have a cover. No. How does it? How sturdy does it seem from the front? It seems pretty sturdy. Uh, while I was uh, milling around uh, town, was there any way to get a better idea as to where the officials, where the the local government forces might be coming from or going to where, where are they hauling people to 
See, that, that's sort of the tough part when it comes to Shanghai is that the government here is sort of split into multiple places. Right. Because you have the international settlement and then you have different settlements made up of basically multiple nations. So right, and the the French and the British have consolidated their their efforts, right? Their places, mm-hmm. they're like power bases. Yep, and then you have well, there's the American settlement, which is more up northeast. If I'm going to pick a fight, Americans are probably going to have the best options available for me. It's a culture thing. I I get that. I guess what's the aim here? What are you going to attempt to do? So, in addition to finding a vehicle. Uh, I want to see what sort of protective measures they have in place in order to protect themselves from one, the revolution and two, how they police their areas and like what, how high does the escalation go, right? Like, is it, is it ground forces with pistols and rifles? Do they have any heavier weapons, grenades, machine guns? I'm sure they don't have artillery on hand, though a mortar would be great. Basically, up, I'll go as far up the line as I can as far as what I can spot, what I might be able to find, and what I can get away with. Yeah, m- most of the stuff you find is, is basically pistols and rifles. There isn't much show beyond that. There's no army presence, I guess, is what I'm asking. I would probably say that there is some army presence, um, but as far as being able to ascertain what equipment they have on hand, not, not going to be within eye shot. And give me one shot at... Uh at a fence hop and a, and a supply tent to see what I can see. Sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, you can, you can make me a stealth roll. It won't be hard for you to probably get in. That is a 45 95. That is a hard success. So uh, getting into the U S portion of where their forces are at, uh, is not difficult for you at all. As far as what they have on hand in some of their, they're not, there aren't really tents here. It, there are actual storage depots and base and hard buildings, right? It's not a soft building. Okay, perfect. Um, even if I can find protective measures, because we have a really bad habit of getting stabbed and shot at. So if they have any protective clothing that might be useful, that would also be very helpful. Things like helmets, um, any sort of vests or things of that nature might be really nice. Yeah, there is a... Uh... Uh, protective vests here. Okay. Then my 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 goal there then would be to uh, grab myself some fatigues and a nice hat. Private Baron will make himself useful and perform some logistics. Hmm. Yeah, you probably find something closer to what is essentially like lobster armor that was probably bought off of a French, you know, post-war post-World War One, it's protective armor, quote-unquote, but it's basically big, heavy plates. <laughs> sure. I'll grab what I can, grab a few helmets, and make my way out. Okay. What are the rest of you doing to prepare for this um, assault? At some point during that night, Mr. Drummond comes back in. Are you carrying a suitcase by chance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Planning on a trip? Absolutely. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. How soon do we plan on leaving to go to Ho Fang's? Well, what time is it now? It's probably pretty late at this point. I mean, you were in the warehouse after the cover mm-hmm. of darkness because right. you wanted to use it to, to keep yourself safe. It's been now hours. Um, and I would just say that too for you, Sam. You would have noticed that the streets are filled with a whole bunch of people who look like they're out for with, with murderous intent. I love it. I mean, I'd like to hit him tonight yet. It's not impossible. No, very, very early morning. Okay. The destruction of the warehouse may be throwing him off. It could be to our favor. Mm -hmm. Or it could be the opposite where he has beefed up security. Perhaps a little recon mission to find out what the status is before we make that decision. Well, that means, just for reference, James, the doctor, still has his temporary hit points. Yep. Because it's still the same night. Yeah, it's 24 hours. Excellent. Or until they're used. Yeah, or until they're used. Well, if I were to venture a guess, I would say that, yes, he has taken um, 
someone of importance and he is retreated to somewhere important, then he is a wounded animal and he is just waiting for someone to enter his lair. Must treat him as such. That's right. He does have magenta. It cannot be a coincidence. If he has taken someone, if he has taken magenta and he has taken her to his house, then he is expecting us to show up. And if he's expecting us, then, well, what is it that was carved on the gates of hell, Jack? Do you remember? Good hmm? intentions? No, uh, abandon all hope, ye who enter. Ah, that, ah, damn, wunderbar. That is what I am saying. If we are going, we are going voluntarily walking through the gates of Hades, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because it needs to be done, as we usually do. Oh, I need, we need to go back to the hotel. As long as we all understand what we're signing uh, up for. That is a good point, Doctor. You want to go back to the hotel? Yeah, I need something. Okay. I'll go with you, Jacques. Very good. The two of you are traveling together, so... Group luck roll. Oh, crap. No, you're not coming with me. No, it's, <laughs> it's already done. <laughs> Too late now. Uh, group luck roll? Oh, That's burn. correct, Doctor. Hey, oh. he's up to like 15 or something like that. Yeah, it's true. Like I got like 59 luck now, so... I'm still going to fail it, but... Oh, <laughs> the doctor passed a luck roll. I passed Holy a crap. luck roll. Holy. I don't want to... Okay. I'm not crowing about it. <laughs> no. So you guys get... You get to the hotel without incident. Some of the things that you notice is there are roving groups of men who are just walking through the streets and it looks like they're looking for people. Mm. Um, and at one point you watch someone who is clearly a foreigner get seized upon by several men and these men have hatchets and they're clubbing people and trying to to extract information out of them yeah but you get to the hotel so what did you come here for um i'm gonna get my tommy gun okay and a shotgun mr thompson and a shotgun very good doctor are you getting anything at the hotel i am getting all of my stuff at the hotel okay uh, Doc travels light, um, but he's getting all of his all of his backup medical supplies that he has there um, that mm-hmm. that he can comfortably carry in the now probably fairly close to empty bag. Uh, I don't want to say he's bare swiping things off the desk into the bag, but pretty close. And uh, he leaves the twisted remnants of Betty laying on the desk as a reminder that mm. he is in fact not a fighter. And uh, he makes sure to grab his other stash of medicinal substances. Oh, certainly. You can never tell when you might need them. Afterwards, you leave and you head back to Brady's hideout. Um, it's at this point, Sam, you'll you'll be able to arrive back on scene, having made your foray into parts um, American <laughs> and back out. Uh, you have secured two sets of that lobster armor. Okay. Um, and you've managed to get away with two helmets as well. And you have mm, you have a truck. But when I roll up, I make sure to honk at Jack while leading out the window wearing a U.S. Army helmet. Very nice, Sam. Very nice. So how do you want to do it? So you want to split up into two teams? Well, we don't really know the layout of this place yet, so let's assume we're sticking together until we can assume otherwise. Okay. Um, I brought, I come bringing gifts though. Yeah. Uh, and I drop the armor on the ground. I'll take the helmet off. I don't actually plan on wearing this thing, but yeah, I drop a couple of helmets and armor on the ground. The uh, the United States was happy to donate to our efforts. Oh, good old Uncle Sam. Mike, as we're standing about, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are many houses and buildings nearby. Are there any clotheslines with clothing? Nearabouts. I mean, there are clothes how hung out on a line. Are you going to engage in some theft? Perhaps a bit. Mm. Keeping cash on hand and making sure that nobody's directly looking at me. I just want an outfit that will make it so that we that at least one of us doesn't immediately look like a, the foreigner sore thumb. Certainly. So just shirt pants. You grab some shirt pants. All right. I, I toss a couple of bucks out of my pocket, a couple of local dollars out of my pocket onto the lawn near the clothesline. Okay. That way I'm not even stealing it. There's money on the ground. So that way you don't feel bad about it. I don't (laughs) feel bad about it because the doc would think about that later. 
he would he would absolutely do that. Anybody else making any other special preparations? No. Okay. He hands the clothes to Sam. Here. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, you seem to know what to do with these more than I would, of course, but it seems like these would make you a blended. Hmm? Yeah. If we need to spend any time wandering around in there before we really wander around in there. I, I'm I'm not afraid of that razor wall, but we haven't really had a whole lot of luck climbing as a group, so it's sounding like we're going to have to go in through the front. A razor, razor well, wall, you said? Well, it's uh, got spikes and gla- broken glass on the top of the wall, apparently. Well, doesn't that just sound like a fun time? Yeah. I mean, it really does. I just really don't want anybody else to get hurt. I, I feel, I, yeah. Come on, we go. We have long, lingered too long. Well, I was thinking uh, if we split into two teams, the stealth team and the front assault team, we'll keep them, you know, we hit the front gate, keep them busy. Then a stealth team comes in through the back. We just have to contend with the wall. And again, I don't have a problem with it, but I can't speak for anyone else. I mean, I could probably get up there and, and drop a rope down, but Drummond's here now? He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, Drummond, we're going to assault Hofeng's mansion. But not kill him. No unaliving Ho Fang. I, in, I inwardly roll my eyes at this obvious falsehood. No, 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 we're not going to kill him. We're going to turn him over to the revolutionaries and they're going to kill him. They're going to. They're going to make a spectacle of him. If we are splitting up, then I should pass a couple of these off to you, Jack. Uh, and I will offer two of my remaining Trank rounds from the, the Trank gun, uh, the Rhino elephant shooter Trank gun. For whole thing. Yeah, I'm assuming we're going to need to put him down, down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these should knock him out. Um, I will have two when you have two. This is the last of my batch, so make them count. Let me pump Hofang full of horse tranquilizers and see what happens. <laughs> it's too bad the doctor couldn't put together some kind of knockout gas. He's so creative in his potions. And well, he's right patient. here. No, <laughs> Probably got chloroform, but you got to get close. So what do you say, Doc? Oh, Doc pulls out a bottle of ether. Well, I mean, there's always this, you know, he's a backup known to knock people out for an extended period of time. And Jack, just, you know, quite flammable, puts it back in the oh, bag. really? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. In fact, would you like one? Hmm? He offers the bottle yes. to Jack. Yes, I would. Yeah. The group prepares a few things. It, it makes it clear that tonight it's going to hit uh, the estate. Where? How are you getting there? I know there's a truck, but... But does does anyone here actually know exactly where it's at? Oh, we got a... They said they know where it's at. They did. We got to get an address. <laughs> the other thing is, is we didn't clearly state who was in what party. I figured uh, Stasi and uh, uh, Sam. And Lillian? No, we want the, the stealthy team. Yeah, Lillian is all stealthy now. That is true. She's like a ninja. How do you right. feel about that, Lillian? Which... I don't want to speak ill of Miss Lane's feet, but they're not quite soft enough yet. I'm not that stealthy. I will go with the A-team. But you are a crack shot, and I will offer you the Trank rifle to take with you. Get a little giddy smile on my face. Yeah. It's it's very large, and it does not collapse. So, Drummond, which team do you want to be on? I'll go in with the quiet people. Okay. So Sam and Drummond so far on the quiet team. Who else? No, I think that's about it. Just those two? Mm-hmm. Okay, and the rest so of you three. are on the... Uh, oh, Stasi. Oh, no, yes. no. Yep. Stasi and Sam together. I can't and wait. Drummond. This, That'll be great. And with Drummond. Now, you do, you do understand at the moment that trouble starts, there's going to be a whole squad full of Ho Fang's bodyguards who are going to grab him and take him someplace safe, right? Well, if he's there, there's only one way in and out that we know of. Right. Well. Unless he can fly. Or has any built-in tunnels or other escape patches, which I would not put well, past him. If if he leaves, if he flees, we know where he's fleeing to. True. So if we set things up in such a way 
that he would either be forced to come out the front or at least flee. If he comes out the front, we know. If he doesn't come out the front, we also know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's probably not going to stay. I have a feeling he's not there anyhow, but... You think he's gone on to his secondary location? I think he's probably gone to the island. But we're going to find out. We also should probably keep in mind that if he took this magenta in the hopes of drawing out Brady or us or both, that he may have rigged his own place and gone to the island. So we should also probably keep an eye out for hidden surprises. Good idea. Where do you want me, Jack? I am not a fighter, but I am unfortunately probably too clumsy for the quiet group. Yeah, why don't you, uh, you, you and uh, Maeve can back us up in the A-team. Takes Maeve's arm, arm in arm. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I have a distinct memory. Well, it's, it's mostly mine of a car <laughs> ride with the doctor in London. Do you want to drive, doctor? Uh, I jingle the keys. Doc has a drive auto of 26. So, I mean, he gleefully grabs the keys. Yeah, that would be wonderful. (laughs) I can drive an automobile with very little problem. But wait, um, what side of the road do we drive on here? Yeah. Hmm? It's not going to matter. We're going through the gate. Oh, then I cannot possibly make this verse. Wunderbar. He begins to amble towards the truck. (laughs) And he points at the uh, driver's side door. I I believe the term is um, rifle. No, it had a shot, shot, and shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Forsyth was the only one that saw Maeve get all sneaky and gut people and keep running. That's correct. <laughs> okay, you climb up into the driver's seat. Um, so you're all taking the same truck there. Yeah. All right, um, Brady catches you Jack before you leave and he says if you find Magenta there get her out we'll get her out I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure she gets out they put the screws to me he sort of points back in inside and says uh, I'd go with but they're willing to go as far as call our deal off if I move against Tofang no that's that's perfectly understandable and I'd rather have them on our side Oh, they're on our side as long as we're working towards their ends. That make no mistake. Oh, right. They care about one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what they care about. And we need their help. So we, yeah. we play by their rules. Yeah. So Hofeng's estate is uh, inside the French zone. It's not necessarily on the heaviest traffic Um, it's a big place from what I hear I've never been there personally but you can find it on this street he sort of points out where it is um, not per se on a map but he he tells you that if you head west past the recreation ground and you pass the country club that's to the east of, or to the west of that as well, uh, you should be able to come upon the estate shortly thereafter. And someone like Hofang will not live in a small place, so I'm sure it will not be hard to find. And right about now, I'm betting it would be lit up like the, um, what's that, uh, the, the, the holiday, the Christ- summer holiday, Christmas Fourth tree. of July. Yes. So. We'll just look for the large house with the welcoming committee walking around it. Yeah, I wouldn't bet that the place is ready to go. What are you what are you gonna do with the truck? Oh, we're gonna ram it through the front gate. How much do you know about the way estates work here? Not enough. Not enough. So let me give you a nickel's worth of free advice. There's likely gonna be barriers in front of that gate. Now they could be small little stone walls that are supposed to be decorative or look decorative, but they play a double role. And it's to keep people from doing exactly what you want to do. All right. Well, then I know what I'm doing with the dynamite. It doesn't mean that there isn't another portion of the wall or something like that that you couldn't potentially do that to. But 
the stone walls here around these estates are pretty thick. They're, I mean, they were built hundreds of years ago. So they're made to um, repel invaders. Okay, well, I guess, I guess we'll uh, cross that barrier when we get to it. <laughs> if nothing else, somebody ramming into the front of that barrier would be pretty distracting. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck. Have fun uh, storming the estate. Think we'll make it? It'd take a miracle. Do we need any other kind of backup? I don't think a giant snake... Uh, well, there's little ones. Yeah, we could probably use that. Maybe once we get closer. Yeah. I mean, there will be some fun playmates for your, your pets. Maeve. Hmm. I, w- I wonder, when you call to your little friends, is it the ones that are around? The local yes. variety? Yes. Hmm. I mean, they can travel um, up a certain distance, but usually it's anything that's available. Well, that was just fine. I'm thinking if my limited amount of knowledge, local knowledge is correct, there are some fairly deadly vipers that live in the area. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, you know, we don't want them biting the wrong person. That's true. I can only, I can direct them. I say perhaps, but, just, you, know. you just wait on that now and perhaps uh, right up front here with me, yeah. That way, if there is a well, <laughs> if that if there is a block, I am having a feeling that you would be more effective in removing it than Jack would with Mister Thompson that he is carrying. Seth. No offense, Jack. No, no, none taken. So I guess I would ask Jack and or Sam: Are either one of you preparing the the dynamite in any specific way, or are you going to keep it single stick and go? No, from there? I'm going to bundle it. Because okay. I probably need a pretty good explosive to uh, penetrate the wall. We'll see what the approach looks like. Um, park a ways away, and then we can try to get a look around the perimeter. Right. Well, I just wanted to look around. Is there any, like, heavy-duty, like, men's coats laying around, like, military jackets or whatever the guys were wearing? Uh, laying around? Yeah, I'm sure that there are some that are probably sitting on crates that, you know, just are they're just they're just laying there. They're probably, just there for it's the probably taking? somebody's jacket, but if you want to That's steal fine. it, you can. Yeah, hey, why uh, not? Well, Lily and I is going to put you in some armor. Well, I was thinking of bringing a coat with because, you know, Magenta might need it. No, okay. That's fair. Because <laughs> she might you know, need to be exactly. wrapped up. So I'm going to grab one of those, one of the coats laying around. Okay. Do I have to roll for that? Do I have no. to roll? No, I won't make you roll for it. Okay. You're just going to steal a coat. Yeah. Yeah, you get yourself settled into uh, a thicker military coat. It'll give you a essentially a point of armor. Uh, unlike the lobster shell that you have, Sam, which is more like two or maybe three. I'm not going to wear that thing. It's too it's too cumbersome for me. I just said that you have. I'm not saying that you're wearing. No, oh, I'm wearing it. I mean, you might want to. Yeah, Doc. I think I'm going to put one on Lillian. Doc steps steps over next to Lillian. Um. The coat I don't mind, but is that poor gentleman's wallet still in his coat? <laughs> I quickly like reach my hands into the pockets, and I I pull out probably so, a wallet and some cigarettes, mm, and I just yep. go lay them back on the crate where I pulled the coat from. <laughs> don't a shame, dear. That is wonderful. I mean, he's already going to have a rough night for losing his coat. It's not no sense for him losing his <laughs> Wait a second. cigarettes as well. I go over there and grab one of the cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack, did you say something about me wearing the armor? Yeah, yeah. You should wear the armor if you're going to be on the assault team. Are we putting that on when we get there or beforehand? Doc and I have armor. Yeah. Okay, so now? Yeah, we'll put it on now. I put a helmet on the doctor. <laughs> That's great. I'll take that image with me. Um, <laughs> so prepared, finally, the group makes its way. In the truck, some of you in the back, some of you in the cab, down the streets, the um, no longer quiet streets of Shanghai. The streets, even at this hour, are still a little busy with um, groups of people moving out. But you're moving into away from the Bund, away from the water. You're moving deeper into um, the French um, concession. 
And the thing that you begin to notice about that is away from the main portion of downtown Shanghai, the thing that thins first is any sort of local police. It is replaced by other people who walk the street in clumps and groups. And you get a few blocks from what you think your destination is and you find a place to sort of pull over. And the air is really heavy with tension. Um, You can feel it in a number of different ways. The local houses that are near here, most of their windows are shut. There aren't people out in doorways or on um, in front caf- in, you know, in local cafes and stuff like that. The streets have quieted just a little. And the people who are walking around are either likely a little inebriated or likely looking for trouble. That's what you've been left with. Well, time to storm the fortress, take down the bad guy, and save the princess. I love these stories. What's the plan? Well, riding in the back, I will... I'm going to cast the spell. Okay. Uh, no, I'm going to provide myself with an earthly sign. I will I will draw it upon myself. So what does your earthly sign look like? I don't know what it looks like. Well, um, so... so it's a mountain. <laughs> so let me, let me step a little bit out of character here and give maybe guidance and also some suggestions. So magic as it exists in this world is um, sort of somewhat personalized by the person who casts it. It's sort of how they connect to it. And so is there anything maybe from Sam's background that he might draw on as a symbol for? Oh, definitely. So the last time I did a ritual, I had to kind of follow it to the letter. That's because it came from a specific deity. In this case, uh, it will likely be. Actually, give me a, give me a second. Yeah, I'll, we're I'll consider. Take take a minute. So, for his driving, Doc takes it very defensively and non-aggressive across the city. You know, just no fancy sure. driving, stunt driving, or anything. He ain't that good. I will actually draw it on my face. Will be a depiction of two scars across my cheek that will uh, symbolize the uh, the Black Madonna of uh, motherhood and protection. Interesting. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, th- those of you around, there there is no, um, <laughs> there's obviously a verbal and a, and, uh, and a somatic component to what you're doing. So it's not, spellcasting isn't something you can hide. Um, it can be a little bit muted in the sense that you can do it more internally, but but you are intoning words in st- a strange tongue. You are painting yourself with some sort of either I don't, I don't know what would you use to to Probably grease grease paint. Yeah, so there's a full on spellcasting going on in here. I am watching intensely, and Sam will just kind of sing to himself a bit. And when he's done, he'll kind of stomp his feet and clap his hands a few times, grab onto the back of the cab and look out to see whether or not we are approaching the house. A cult roll? Sure, you can make an occult roll. Just out of curiosity to see. That's a 36 over 20. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, you have no idea what no, that is. No, It's magic, but know. I I'm guessing, but I have no idea. I don't even know if you would know it was magic. It's just oh. something weird is happening over there. And it's you're you're very curious as to what just happened. Well, last time the doctor heard Sam saying it was uh, Alouette, and we were plucking bird heads out the sky. Yep, that's correct. All right, so you you have an opportunity now mm-hmm. to work closer to the estate to surveil it. Mm-hmm. Who's doing that? How are they doing it? Heat vision. No, you don't have heat vision. <laughs> Aha! You gave it to me last game. No, no, you're not Superman heat vision. 
You, you would have to get close to, hang on a second. You How far to, are we? You have to get physically close mm-hmm. because your vision, if you spend for that power, it's it's in an immediate area. It's not like I can see around the block, like through walls around the block. Well, I didn't know we were like around the block so well, we could see it. Sam, Sam said that he the plan was to park a couple blocks away. Oh, okay. When you get closer, turn on your psycho it. heat vision and we'll go, we'll go for it. I will hop off the truck and um, look up at the group and I will say, uh, I'm going to go scout the perimeter and see if we can find any weaknesses in the wall and any ways to approach that aren't necessarily the front door. I really want to get a look at this wall as well. I go with him. I think the stealth group should go. Well, keep keep the numbers as low as possible. I was planning on coming back anyway. This isn't an entry. We're just taking a look. Yeah, see what kind of, uh, how many men you, you can get a look at. So that's fair. If if the, the scout team would like to surveil, that's fine. That's totally up to them. It w- It's a stealth roll from anybody who is heading that way. That is a 39 under 85. Okay, hard success. Hard success, 20 under 70. Fantastic. Uh, hard success, 3,495. All right. Let me make some opposed rolls. Okay. So you walk up a block and then turn right and then walk very carefully, very carefully a block north. And you're able to, at the corner, peer around and look east and you see what you believe is the estate that would that was described to you. It's the street. It's big enough to be an estate. And the 13, 15 foot wall is a dead giveaway. As are the people who are around the bottom of it. And the grandeur that you can see beyond the wall is an enormous building. How well lit is this area that they're in? It's fairly well lit. Then I will take my binoculars. It makes it easy. Or field glasses. Take out your field glasses and you give a really, really good look. So you count five, six maybe on the front. Uh, the door itself, the gates themselves are as Brady described. There are these tiny th- three foot half walls that sit in front of the entrance. Now they're decorative. They're, you know, <laughs> it's interesting for you, Sam, because yes, they're decorative, but they're also uh, curved in a manner so that way any sort of direct hit with anything heavy would like a castle wall would would absorb the force of the of the weight of the blast or the impact and uh, there are no men directly in front of the gate but looking with your field glasses can't really see if there are people beyond the walls Visually, because of the brightness of those lights. Are there any points of elevation outside the the place? Like outside the, the perimeter of the wall, outside of the estate? No. I'm assuming it's the tallest stuff here. It so. is. Yeah, there, there aren't even houses nearby that you could use as a point of elevation. And if I had to guess how big around like the perimeter is, like how big are we talking this place is? I would say that it's... 60-ish yards wide. It likely could be 90 to 95 yards deep just by the look of the wall. It's pretty big. Then I will gesture to the other two with me um, east so that we can go around. And I want to I want to try to get a look at the rest of the wall as we can, mm-hmm. as long as we can keep our distance. The big trouble here is going to be it's not so much on a corner, so you don't have the ability to completely get like there are other houses that are around it. Okay. And there are, but they're not butted up directly against it. So he has carved himself a place here. And he just like looking between the spaces between other houses and the estate walls. There are literal like no man lands that are 15 or 20 yards wide. And you know exactly that those are kill boxes for people trying to get in. All right. Well, I will do my best to identify them and work around them. And if need be, 
move through them as quietly and invisibly as possible. Yeah, I mean, you all have hard stealth rolls, so you're able to get closer closer to the estate. It's not that the wall is impassable. You think that there might be a spot you could get over, but you'd have to be very careful about it. Maybe you could get over it during a a time distraction. The one thing that leads you to that thought is there is a road behind the estate that sort of pushes into this area. It doesn't completely go back all the way to the estate. And so it's not necessarily a back door, but it does offer you maybe a, a point where you could get over the wall in that space, especially if people's attention are drawn to the front. Well, then I will point it out to the people I'm with as well. So we can call this potential point of entry A. There's no back gate, right? There is not. Do we manage to scout the, the entire perimeter, like around? You get most of the perimeter scouted, yeah. It takes you about 20 minutes. Any particular, I guess, any any parts of the wall that are fortunate enough for us to be in any state of disrepair? Not a chance in hell. And worse yet, as especially the front and the back, you see slits in them that could be used by people to, to watch the space. They're high on that wall. And once we have a, once I'm satisfied with the, the round, I will head back to the truck. You head back to the truck. While he's looking at that, mm-hmm. I would like to take an additional look. I'm not looking at the property. I'm looking at the properties around across the street for example, I'm looking for places with any of his guards. Oh, it's a hard spot hidden roll. I'll give it a shot. Sure. That is a 17 under 55. Okay. It's not the houses that are directly on the left or the right hand side. It's the house that's across the street mm-hmm. that seems to be, we'll just say a little a little bit more lit up than the rest of the property, like the rest of the other properties around here. And there are two or three men that sort of seem to be hanging out, smoking cigarettes and enjoying tea or whatever it is in the open. And your your thought immediately is, this is the opposite of the night watch. This is somebody who watches the front of the house and appears as if they're just a, another local who lives here. Or they're also the bolt hole. Could be. Could be. All right. You all return to the truck, having gathered your information. While they're out doing their thing, Doc uh, is chattering Maeve's ear off about his sleeping and dreamland study research he's been doing. As much as like five minutes of scouting time can do. He talks to you about the dreamlands. I want to go there. This place is a fortress. I will show you. Well, we knew that. Well, the perimeter's pretty well sealed off. We did manage to spot a part of the wall that we might be able to get over that side, whichever direction it happens to be. And, uh, but the the front is pretty well, pretty well secured from forest entry. Uh, I counted about five or six manning the front. Drummond, you seem to be paying some attention to what was going on. What, what did you see over there? If I had to guess, it's, it's, I think I found the bolt hole. I think I found where he goes out at if, if something happens at the front of the gate. Because he'd be a damn fool to lock himself in a place with no exit. That would make sense, especially if it's across the street. It could be, he could get in and out without anybody noticing. How many did you count there? Three or four. If that is some sort of exit that could be a really convenient way in for the rest of the group. As long as we don't bring attention to it so that and wandering guards across the front notice that all of a sudden there's nobody in front. They can't be alerted or else I'll shut that entrance right down. Well, them to make sure they either they both aren't alerted and that they have no reason to suspect that no one is there. I think we can make that happen. Like I said, I fully expect that if he's in there or anybody of high value to him is in there, they're going to head out the back door while the goons soak up the damage in the front. 
Oh, so you guys could take out the people guarding that and wait for basically the mouse to escape the trap. In part. Well, what I'm thinking mm-hmm. is we remove the guards, make sure that they remain visible, make sure that they remain vigilant, and then we see whether or not there's any alternate entrance there. If not, then we've taken basically care of whatever force might pen you in at the front gate mm. and come in from behind. True. If there is, then that provides this group with a way in undercover and we could still get in through the back. Conversely, if necessary, because the two are right across from each other, we could utilize the truck distraction idea to draw out the guards from both sides and possibly provide a little bit of cover and blocking the view from one across the street to the other. Once that ruckus happens, there's no way to undo it. Again, didn't say it was a first strike. I'm just saying it's an option. Not everything goes to plan. All right, let's try uh, Let's try your first plan, Sam. Drum and Stasi are with me. If there's three of them, there's three of us, it shouldn't be a problem. No noise, no screams. Okay. Slip in and slip out, just like a walk of shame. Oh, sounds fun. Well, no, they, they're going to need to die, but... Oh, I didn't say anything about it, holding anybody hostage, did I? No, you've done that. But, uh... We're going to saddle up. Anybody got a weapon that I can use that doesn't go bang? I'm a little light today. I slip a knife out of you kind of question where and. But handle first. (laughs) I'd like it back when you're done. So the three of you head back to potentially take over the uh, bolt hole residence that you you believe is there and i think that is a perfect time to end and so we're going to rejoin our masks of north tap campaign next week with the assault on hofang's estate thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to entertaining you again shortly <laughs>